Nominate Vigil to the Podcast Awards. Go to vigil.com forward slash nominate. You are watching Vigil in high definition. And now... From Anime Next. This is The Congoer. Features. What do you go about? Nerd, nerd gig. Nerd gig? Yes. Okay. Nerd gig. Oh, no, that's okay. You can... I don't mind. I just want to make sure you hear me. Can you hear me? Oh, you can yeah. Hear me? Okay. Oh. Solid, bro. Thank you. I'm Anthony Zaragoza. I am from Biggle.com. We do a show called Congor. We go to conventions just like this one. Uh-huh. Uh, throughout the whole Northeast. Cool. Conventions of anime, sci-fi, fantasy, gaming... And beyond. And beyond. <laughs> That's cool. I'm Candice Mariah, and I'm the, I'm the reporter for Congor. Cool. Next. Awesome. Well, it's nice to meet all of you yeah, and see you again. Um, should I introduce myself? Or? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Uh, my name's Trina Nishimura. I am a voice actor, primarily for Funimation Enter Entertainment. Um, I've been in several different shows for the past, I guess, se se seven years, maybe? Uh, my first show was Desert Punk, um, and it was a little tiny part. And then I went on to Negama and School Rumble, and I've also been in. Um, I guess the big ones right now are uh, the big ones right now are Evangelion 2.22. I play Mari. I'm also in Full Metal Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I almost said Full Metal Jacket. I was like, that's not at all <laughs> what I'm in. Not at all. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I play Lon Fawn. Um, I'm also in Trigun, the uh, upcoming Trigun movie, Badlands. I play Millie. Um, I've been in a few Case Closed movies. Uh, also, let's see, what else? Uh, I wish I had a program. Um, I always get nervous. I'm like, I always get nervous. If only there was some sort of device, like a handheld something that could access all information that is in the universe and just, like, pull it from the ether... And maybe if that device also had, like, I don't know, like a touch screen or something, and I could just Google what I've been, because I, I, I don't mean to get nervous, it just happens. Everybody gets nervous, I guess. I'm also a babbler. I'm very good at babbling, so you can tell me to stop babbling at any, at any juncture. Uh, feel free. Uh, let's see. So there is uh, Bacchano. I was in Bacchano. Uh, I was Rachel in Bacchano. This is loading. Uh, El Cazador de la Bruja. I was Nadie. Uh, Jose. That was a littler one. I was Tiz. Um, Strike Witches. Uh, I'm Francesca. Uh, Francesca Romana Lucini. Aaron. No. Francesca Romana Regina Lucini Aeronautica Pilot. And then um, I'm also in. Um, Darn you! Little device. Um, I'm also in. Uh, My Bride is a Mermaid. Uh, I was Akino in that one, and then I've also been in, um, ah, here it is, okay, um, Aquarian Bakken Test, I was, uh, I was in Bakken Test, Balder Force, Bamboo Blade, Basilisk, Beck, Birdie, 
Birdie the Mighty Decoder, Blast Rider, that was a good one, Black Cat, Black Butler, Cashier and Sins, Chrome, he and I got it in order, Claymore, I was in Claymore, uh, Garay Zero, um, Heaven's Lost Property, that was just announced, um, Kenichi the Mightiest Disciple, I already said that one, Nabari No, Enigma uh, said, Oeta Rocket, um, Origin, Spirit of the Past, that was a movie, uh, Ride Back, which is coming out pretty soon. I'm Shizuri. Shizuri. Uh, the Sacred Blacksmith, Sands of Destruction, Sasumi Magical Girl Club. And, oh, Soul Eater. I was Mizune, uh, the Chi-Chi Girl. Uh, the Tower of Druaga, etc. Oh, Witchblade. Witchblade was fun. So, that's it. Is that good? Okay. <laughs> so, that's that. Anyways, so, questions? Anyway. Alright, um, from the roles that you just mentioned, is there any particular one that stands out as like pretty much like the easiest or the hardest to pull off? The easiest or the hardest? Um, I think the easiest, uh, well not easiest, but easiest, like as far as like, one of my favorite, I think the thing that you like doing the most, like the role that you like the most often ends up being the easiest just because you like it that much more. Like, and I enjoy all of the work that I do. I'm very, very, very blessed, but, um... I really enjoyed El Cazador. It's still my favorite, or one of my one of my favorites. El Cazador, I played uh, Nadia, who's this bounty hunter, and she's kind of like sassy and like silly and fun with a heart of gold. And so I think she was my she was the easiest and my one of my favorites, definitely. But she was definitely the most fun. Um, as far as hardest, uh, Mari from Evangelion 2.22 was the hardest, just because there was so much um, there's so much behind. Evangelion as um, as a franchise, and there's so much. Uh, I mean, Ava's a huge property, and it was the very first new character, and so that was a huge deal. And um, just it was the hardest, just because I didn't want to, because there's so many expectations uh, wrapped up in it, and it was a new character. And um, Maya Sakamoto uh, was the the Japanese voice, and just trying, attempting to kind of do that justice was definitely a lot. So that was the hardest for sure. So that's the easiest and hardest. <laughs> In terms of uh, preparing for these roles, is there any, uh, do you have any special methodology or technique or, I mean, you're in a, you're basically giving words on the paper. Do you go look at the anime again or do you just um, whenever you're in the booth, they'll play you the scene in Japanese first. And so you'll see the scene in Japanese and the director gives you context if you're not familiar with um, the work yet. And most of the time you're not. Like, um, you'll get a call and they're like, oh, come in for X amount of time. And you do, and then you don't know exactly what you're going to be voicing. But um, I'm really lucky to work at Funimation and work with amazing directors who it's kind of just trusting them and knowing like they know because they have context for the whole show um, and we just see and record our scenes so um, as far as preparation goes um, I do a lot of vocal warm-ups like in the car like on the way to the studio most of that involves singing Lady Gaga but um, <laughs> uh, it's most I'm I'm really into like kind of methody acting so I'll turn like you go into the sound studio and uh, into the room to record the booth which it used to be a booth but now it's like an actual room uh, but um, you have two computer screens one with like the text and then one with the video and uh, I usually turn off the lights in the booth 
uh, just so that I can kind of immerse myself in whatever it is, which is pretty easy to do when, like, you're standing this far away from screens. And then from there, it's just acting, <laughs> if you can call it that. So <laughs> that's, that's, I guess, my methodology in what I do, I suppose. So is that, does that answer your question? Cool. All right. All right. Um, you mentioned method acting before. Do you have any um, particular method uh, techniques that are your favorite? Um, as far as methodology goes, like, it's mostly, uh, immersion, basically, like, um, I'm not very, like, I've obviously, I've obviously never been a 14-year-old who's, you know, piloting a giant machine and floating in a vat of goo or connected to, you know, a machine and feeling everything and knowing that the world is, the safety of the world and mankind is resting on my shoulders. Like, I, I, I've never done that. But, um, what you do with, uh, this particular style is you associate things um, in your past and in your experience and in so like um, stuff that was really stressful for me when I was 14 like how did I deal with that then and and if I was and a lot of actors are just kind of insane anyways and we have really vivid imaginations <laughs> so like if so I take that and how I felt it that age at 14 and and how stressful x situation was and then um add that into the world that is that and then if i so you remember how you were at 14 like at 14 everyone's like oh my god i just i just asked about anything like anything said that was ugly or whatever and your world is ending but like i guess mari wasn't really like that at all mari was more hardcore but you know you just take so you take a hardcore experience where you had to be really tough and you didn't have an option. And so you take that and then imagine you were like that your entire life. And uh, so most of it's imagination, I suppose. It's not really um, anything like that. But I, I, yeah, I think that's, that's my best answer. Is that okay? Yeah, that's <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dr. Barr from Radio. I'm Sammy. Hi. Sorry if I don't like this. No worries. <laughs> oh. Okay, I go to ask in a book language, Spanish and English too, because uh, my, my website is in Spanish for Latin American people. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, antes de hacer actriz de doblaje, ¿habías pensado que esta sería tu carrera? Yes, uh, before becoming a voice actress, did you ever think as growing up that this was going to be your career? No, um, I have been acting my whole life, like ever since I was a little kid. Um, at my grandparents' house, there's this giant fireplace with like a little stoop, and after dinner, every single time we went to visit them, I'd be like, where are we going to have a show? And I'd get up there and like sing and stuff. And um, I guess after, when I was in college, I started voice acting, and um, my grandfather, like, who I, whom I love and is amazing, he like pulled me into his office after dinner one day, he was like, we need to talk, and I was like, oh my god. And uh, we went in there and started talking. And he said, like, is this really something that you want to do? Do you really want to be a voice actor? And I was like, I, I want to be an actor. And he's like, well, you've always wanted to be an actor. And I think you were, he, he's, he actually said, like, I think you were born to do it. So um, with the support of my family, uh, I've been able to pursue acting in whatever avenue I can and have. Um, I'm really lucky in that sense. And... Um, I think a, if it wasn't voice acting, it would be something else. Like, uh, and I I do other things like commercials and stuff like that. But um, it's just one of those things. Like, 
I think I just always kind of knew this is what I wanted to do. And so um, whether it's voice acting or acting in general, like as long as somebody's paying attention to me, I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I have a lot to say. <laughs> so uh, I guess it's your turn again. Is there an anime that you may have watched that you said that I would have loved to have done a voice on that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Cowboy Bebop, dude. Um, Ed in Cowboy Bebop is like my all-time favorite anime character. I think she is adorable. Uh, I thought it was a he for the longest time, and then um, I was, I, uh, it was actually the first anime that I ever really got into, and um, Ed is hilarious and cute and silly and off the wall and wacky and zany, and I really like Ed a lot, and I would have loved to have voiced Ed, voiced Ed. Um, I also, I get asked that question a lot, but there's um, uh, Jamie Markey, who's one of my dearest friends and an amazing girl. She played Masane in Witchblade, right? And uh, anytime anyone asks me, like, who I would have liked to have played, but I didn't get the part, like, totally Masane. I mean, I could, I could not have done the part justice like Jamie did. I mean, she is phenomenal as the Witchblade, but it would have been really cool to try. I mean, like, the show wouldn't have been as good, because she really nailed it in every sense, but... And I'm just glad I got to be one of her villains. But um, Masane was an awesome role, and that would have been cool. Ed or Masane, for sure. Questions? In terms of your roles now, is there, do you actively seek uh, any particular type of anime roles, or is it just something that uh, you just you audition, or, or is there anything you, you uh, seek? Um, I usually, whenever there is an audition, you go in and you review the sides. Mm -hmm. I like the roles, uh, basically, and then they have, like, lines. Um, there are certain roles that I think, I think every act, this happens to every anim or voiceover actress that I know, or actor, like, they, you go through, like, seasons of, like, people. Like, my very first, when I was first starting to get cast a lot, I was, like, young, sweet, high-pitched, like, I was the, I was the girl with lots of energy and, like, really high-pitched, like, Chao Ling Shin from Negama, and I talked like that all the time, and I talked really fast, I was really happy all the time, and then, like, somehow that changed into, like, um, I, then I started getting cast in, like, deadpan roles, where, like, you're kind of monotone the whole time, but, you like, the deadpan people are always, like, uh, or not always, but frequently, like, the deadpan characters have, like, um, some secret, or they're, like, a ninja, or they're, you know, really tough, but they're usually always tough. So then you get into Akira and like everything just kind of changes and it's not ever high pitched or happy anymore. It's just kind of there. So I was there for a while and then I went into like after so it was like happy, like high pitched and sassy or happy, high pitched, like cheery into like deadpan, knowledgeable into like which got me into like the the ninjas and like the badasses, like the Akin not Akino. Well yeah, Akino, uh, from my bride as a mermaid and then also Akira. Uh, and then also, Akira kind of morphed into that, and then, um, oh, what's that girl? Shigure from Kenichi. So, and it kind of morphed into that, and then I, there was like a combination of the two, uh, that started happening, and I started becoming like, or I started getting cast more as like, sassy girl, like sassy hardcore girl, like Nadia and El Cazador, and then from that, it kind of, I also started getting like a little more submissive roles, like the sweet girl that was like kind of hardcore, like kind of a mix between the deadpan girl and the 
the sweet girl, and so that's where I got, like, the Kaya. Like, she's happy and chipper, but, like, also, like, really serious and sweet. And then somehow I just started getting crazy roles all the time, and now I'm, I got all these crazy girls that are, like, high-pitched, crazy, sweet, and, like, hardcore, and, like, but, blah, like, off the wall. And then um, it, it graduated. I kind of moved on into Mari and, like, roles like Mari where it's, like, tough and it's, you know, hardcore and determined and stuff like that and just, like, uh, driven, really driven. And so I think, um, and like, it's like there are like two or three roles, two or three roles, two or three roles, two or three roles in those niches. And then it just kind of graduates into like a mixture of the, of the various different characters. And usually the director knows what they want you to read for, uh, when you go in. So I normally, I'll pick like one character. They usually have you read about three and I'll pick one character that I love. And then I'll be like, I want to read this one. And you tell me what other ones you want to read. Cause I, I, I'm pretty sure they know what they want more than I know what I'm, you know, it's good to be cast and they are the casters. So, um, I let them pick the other two and then I'll pick one and sometimes it's completely out of my range and then sometimes it's not. So, uh, I've been lucky enough to get cast, uh, in some that are out of my range and some I'm like, Oh, I want to read for this. And it's like, do you really want to read for that? <laughs> but I do it anyways. It's good to try. So, um, that's, I guess, how I get, pick the characters or get cast as the characters. But I certainly don't go in thinking, like, oh, I have to be the lead or, oh, I have to be the villain, you know. Um, it's, in my opinion, it's best to go in and be like, oh, I have to pay my bills. So, like, that's how I go in. But it works out well, and I'm, I've been really lucky in the roles that I've gotten. Um, I was just curious, um, are there any unions for, like, voice actors like there are for, like, you know, stage actors, like, you have the actors union, the screen actors guild for those in movies? Mm -hmm. Um, I am not aware of any unions, actually. Uh, also, uh, the Funimation is located in Texas, which is a right-to-work state, so there are very few unions in Texas in general. Um, if there is an, a voice actor union, then that would be awesome. I would totally join that, and I would request that every voice actor gets a bottle of water, a sugar-free Red Bull, and a donut after each session, and I'm not willing to bend on that. You can go ahead and put that in the books. So that's my rule for the new voice actors union that I'm going to call TALK, which is an acronym for the actors can something. I'll, I'll work on that. <laughs> I'll work on that. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, guess, my, guess is más importante en el trabajo. La calidad o la rapidez. What is the most important with work? Oh, oh yes. <laughs> What is the most important in the work? The quality of the, of the, of the work or the faster? Um, well, that's kind of part of being good at any job. Yeah. Um, if, you, if you go in and you're an actor, right? And you have a certain amount of work to do in a certain amount of time, which, free, which is kind of how it works, um, then you have to you have to be able to do in any job you have to be able to do the job and do it well and do it in the time allotted whether you're working at burger king or working in a sound booth or saving people's lives in a hospital or in an er you know like it it's not i think that both are important i think that doing things efficiently and doing things well are equally important and to uh, say that I focus on either more than, I mean, obviously I'm not going to, 
and the director won't let you like just breeze through a line or a scene and be like okay yeah that's whatever it's good you know like it, um, I've been really fortunate to work with directors that really care about the product really really care and they really want to see the dub do the show justice and um, so it's the director isn't going to let you just poop out a line and be like oh yeah that's fine it's whatever like I I cannot tell you how many times I screamed for Mari and I I was just and there were times when there were a few screams where um, Mike McFarland the director was like okay we're we're good with that one I don't want to blow you out and I'd, I'd be like okay I want to do one more or there were like times where I was like I just couldn't do anymore <laughs> so they had to cut it like I I lost my voice for like two weeks after recording that first scene the the final yell at the end of that scene is epic it's like my proudest yell ever uh, so I really like that scene I talk about it a lot anyways yeah so both A and B C all of the above second I can kind of speak, I can't really, but I can kind of, doesn't matter, moving forward. <laughs> have you ever wanted to, like, cosplay any characters you have voice? Yes. Oh. If I could cosplay a character, I would definitely cosplay Nadia from El Cazador, because she has this little cape, and she has, like, a little gun holster and little short shorts and these cute little boots. I would totally cosplay her. She's so cute! She has a little braid, and, like, ugh! Her little outfit is adorable. And the minute I find the right boots and the right cape, it's on. I actually first, I saw the first Nadia cosplayer uh, at this convention, so that was cool. Um, she's adorable, too. So um, I, I really like the Nadia outfit. Only my hair isn't red, but I would totally be willing to dye it red for that, for that one. She's adorable. I, I'm kind of trying to get Jamie to dress as her, and then I'll dress as one of hers. So I think that'd be hilarious. Anyways. As a, are you uh, interested in segueing into anything else as in the voice acting industry, maybe directing or writing or anything like that? Um, I actually have a degree in writing <laughs> from the University of North Texas. Um, I got my degree in creative writing, and I've thought about it. Um, I've thought about directing, and I've thought about uh, writing, but as far as, like, the, there are so many amazing writers at Funimation right now, and there are so many amazing directors, and so it's just kind of waiting to see if there's a spot, A, and B, um, I mean, I'm open to all opportunities. I, I think that um, you're given certain opportunities and presented with them uh, whenever it's the right time, and so I, I feel like my time will come if it need be, uh, but I would totally be down. I think, I think that um, it would be a really awesome experience, both and, uh, so, yeah, yes. <laughs> Did you ever get the chance to like uh, change a line or maybe add a line while you were um, recording? Oh yeah, director? oh yeah, absolutely. There are certain directors like that you were or that um, I've, I'm really lucky in that I've had several directors that are um, that are good friends of mine, like great friends of mine. And so, uh, especially like Jamie, like when she was uh, directing Negama we would like work with certain lines and she'd be like, oh, you know, it would be funny. And I'd be like, oh yeah, that, but with this. And so you like change it. And um, there are alternate lines that you can do. So you'll do one line and then, oh, you know, it'd be funny. I wonder if they'll let us do it. And then you like record an alternate line. And at the end when they're like, when the line producer is reviewing, like the director's boss is reviewing the work, 
then they can decide like, okay, yes, that is a funny line, we'll put it in, or no, that's not, you know, really, doesn't really work with what we're trying to do. So, um, yeah, there are some times when uh, I'll get to do certain things. Like there was in Sacred Blacks, the Nadia from El Cazador, her, um, her catchphrase was, if you got any last words, say them. And so in Sacred Blacksmith, uh, my character Margot, she, she's about to, like, she's defending the princess and she's, she, has the, she has this moment and the line didn't fit for some reason. And like uh, Bevins and I were watching it and like we both watched it at the same time. I go, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And he was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I was like, can I say it, can I say it, can I say it? He was like, say it. And so I used the tagline from the other show and that was really fun. So it's stuff like that. Hay muchas personas que piensan que trabajar como actor de doblaje es fácil. ¿Cuál es su recomendación para ellos? They have so many people that think that work as actor is too easy. Do you have something to say to them? That being a voice actor is yeah. too easy? Um, I thought it would be easy too. And that is a completely normal thing to think. Like I was like, oh yeah, I talk all the time. I'll just get paid to talk. Somebody's paying me to talk. This is going to be amazing. Oh my God, it's going to be so easy. And then like I went in and I said... There was some line, and it was, it was this really heart-wrenching scene. It was for Speed Grapher. And it, I'd already been doing, like, a lot of bubblegum, like, happy, poppy, like, cutesy, high-pitched, fast-talking girls. So that's pretty, you know, I'm happy, pop, pop, bubbly, whatever. Yeah, that's fine. But um, this scene was really much harder. It was a scene about um, a little girl and um, the being kidnapped and stuff like that. And then the result is her she was sold into slavery and all this awful stuff happened to her and so um, it was one of the first times that I had this realization that like it's I like on stage right on stage whatever you're doing on stage the front row needs to see and the back row needs to see but you can't be like I'm so happy I could die you know like so you adjust and uh, you act right uh, but in a way that's natural in a way that can be portrayed front row to back row in movies, like, you can raise one eyebrow because the camera will zoom in on your face and, like, you know, like, that you can use your whole face and, like, the smallest nuances are recorded in the way the director wants them to be because you can use your whole face, you can use your breath, you can use your voice, you can use, like, your mannerisms and, like, picking stuff up and messing with stuff if you're nervous. But with voice acting, like, it's really hard to be, like, like, you... The, your character talks the entire time. They're, if you watch an anime, they're constantly making noises. Like, if you pick something up, like, in real life, you don't make any noise. Like, but in cartoon land, it's a two-dimensional figure, and you'll lose interest because you're just watching some two-dimensional figure, like, pick something up, and so what? Like, but if you make little noises and stuff like that, then it kind of reminds the viewer that, like, oh, it's a person. It's a person with feelings, a person that breathes, a person like that, you know, not... Because on film, you can see somebody breathing. On stage, you can see somebody moving around. Um, voice acting, you don't get to use, you know, you don't get to use your eyebrows. You can't, you know, death stare somebody because you're angry at them. Um, you can't use your hands, you can't fiddle with stuff. And that was definitely an adjustment when I started voice acting, uh, that I couldn't use my body at all. Uh, but still had to portray everything the same way and get the same point across. Um, and I mean, you still use your body. Like if you're if you're crying, uh, if you have a crying scene, then you're. I I try to. Well, I usually actually cry because it changes your breathing. It changes the way you hold your frame. 
and stuff like that. And if the character on the screen is slumped over, then their diaphragm's like, there's a lot more weight on their diaphragm, so they're going to be lower. And if they're crying and they're slumped over, then their breathing's going to change and it's going to be um, deeper, or no, wait, shallower because, you know, of the weight of their body. But if they're sitting, standing up straight in the, in the seat, you know, like it's, it's one of those things that if, if you watch the, the, if you watch the animation, like you have to do that, but you, and make it believable, not just like, <laughs> like that's not believable, that's not crying, that's baloney, like, you know, you, it's, voice acting is really, it's much harder than I thought it would be, but um, it's also really rewarding, so I'm, I'm really lucky, and I, I mean, I think people often think jobs are easier than, like, I've, I've never worked in a fast food place, but I can imagine that it's really tough. Like, it, there's no way that that's easy. You know, but there are people everywhere that say it's easy. Oh, yeah, what are you doing? You're just flipping burgers and pouring fries into a thing. Like, no, they're dealing with awful people. They're rude to them. You know, like, there's, there's all kinds of stuff in every single job, in every single occupation that makes it difficult and makes it hard. And um, I'm, not, I'm not saying, like, I have the hardest job in the world, because I certainly don't. I'm not, I'm not fixing rockets or brain surgering. But that's a joke. I know, but the, but um, I I certainly I can totally relate to people that think that, and that's fine. They can think that if they want, and uh, if they want to audition, then then we'll see who's who's the pro. No, no, no. If it's hard for them, I don't know. We'll see. So I think it it's it's all relative to what people think is hard, what people think is easy. Good. Thank you. Yay! Thank you.